Welcome back to more Money Minutes for Doctors. This is episode number 10. Well, we're going to talk to doctors about how they can build, monitor, and maintain a very healthy credit score. Catherine Besson is here. I am the CEO and founder of MD Financial Advisors. Welcome back. And my question for you today is, do you even know your own credit score? And are you aware that some of the things that you're doing today, whether it's spending or some purchases that you're making, can actually impact your credit score down the road? Many doctors don't realize that their spending habits during training can actually impact their ability to purchase homes and other big ticket items once they get to their attending positions. So today we're gonna cover seven tips to avoid a bad credit score or how you can help rebuild your credit score if you've already made some of these mistakes. Now, for further questions or if there's something else you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please reach out to us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media at MD Financial Advisors, and that way you won't miss an episode. Now, if you've been working with us for a while, you know that we like to avoid any surprises when it comes to our clients' financial futures. No one likes surprises. And one thing we find that doctors don't think about is their credit score. And unfortunately, it can be a big surprise if you haven't taken good care of it. Credit scores are deceivingly important in today's environment, particularly when you're going to be buying a home. A lower credit score actually can mean a higher interest rate, which means higher payments on your mortgage. And that can have a big impact overall on what you're paying for that house. And it can also come into play if you're financing a big ticket item like a car. So here are our seven tips for how you can build a better credit score. Tip number one, the first thing is know your score. Now, what makes up that score? Well, typically they run between 300 and 850. Now, according to FICO, 35% is based upon your payment history. What, how you've paid uh, creditors in the past, how frequently you've paid, if you paid on time, et cetera. 30% is the amount owed outstanding on credit. 15% is the length of credit history. 10% is new credit and 10% is types of credit that's used. Now, unfortunately, there are absolutely no breaks for being a physician or earning a higher salary. Now, what is a good credit score? Typically, we'd like to see your score well above 740 and over 800 is obviously even better. And this does help you get the best interest rates for loans. Now, how can you find your credit score? Plenty of really good options here to check out your score for free. And it's become very common for banks to offer a free credit check once a year. Uh, if your bank doesn't offer the service, we suggest you can also go to freecreditscore.com. And there's some other uh, online applications uh, Credit Karma comes to mind as other ways that you can check out your score. I do recommend checking your score out at least once a year, probably twice would be better. Uh, and even if you don't foresee any loan or home purchases in your future, it's really important to verify the accuracy. Consider a credit monitoring service to track any major changes that may not be correct. So there are actually firms out there that you can work with, engage them, and they can help you go and change things on your credit score that are not uh, correct, or maybe shouldn't have been there in the first place. Now, these services also have the added benefit of alerting you if your identity has been stolen and someone is getting credit in your name. So I think it can be a very good thing to subscribe to. 
Now, some people are worried, can you check your score too much? And if so, does it actually reduce your score? This is actually a very common misconception. So you need to know the difference between a soft inquiry and a hard inquiry. A soft inquiry is when you're checking your own score and this doesn't impact your credit score at all. Uh, and in fact, sometimes bank or other lenders will do a soft inquiry on your behalf so it doesn't impact your score. A hard inquiry on the other uh, hand is when a lender is checking your score because they're doing it to make sure you're credit worthy uh, for other loan that you'd like to arrange with them. Now, keep in mind, this does temporarily lower your credit scores. Now, this can be an issue right now for doctors if you're in the process of refinancing your home and maybe you're refinancing your vacation place at the same time, and maybe you're applying for credit for other reasons. If you've got two or three of these going on all at the same time, they can be hard inquiries and they can impact your score, at least in the short run. So make sure to verify if a company is going to do a hard or soft inquiry before you allow them to move forward. All right, tip number two, you can build credit with a credit card. So occasionally we have young doctors with absolutely no credit history. Uh, this happens sometimes with foreign doctors who have recently moved to the U.S. Uh, but this can actually happen with anybody who hasn't used much credit in the past. So there's a couple of things that you can do to build your credit. Very important to positive payment history here. You want to make sure that you're always paying on time and the right amount. And if you don't have any uh, credit sources or credit cards, start with one credit card. I would not be applying for multiple credit cards at the same time. Once again, that's going to hurt your credit rating when we want to build it up. So let's just start with a card. And if you're unable for whatever reason to get a particular credit card like a Visa or MasterCard, then start with a department store. Go to Macy's, uh, Nordstrom, some other department store and apply for one of their cards. They're much easier to get. And there are actually some cards on the market for people with lower credit that's going to cost a lot more, assuming that you're not paying those off every month. Now, once again, expect high interest rates, whether you're using a card that, for people with lower credit or the department store cards. This is why it is crucial that you pay these cards off every single month without fail. That's gonna demonstrate great positive payment history, but it also helps you avoid those credit charges. And this is good advice for absolutely any card that you have, pay it off every month. Now, personal story here, my husband for many years was addicted to his Best Buy card. Yes, he's a bit of a tech geek and he just loves to go to Best Buy and buy all those goodies. And when you use the Best Buy card, you get some nice loyalty points and then that made his future tech purchases cheaper. So we used it as our primary card for many years. Of course, I always paid it off every month. A couple months though, I noticed, why is there a charge? I paid this entire balance off. There shouldn't be a charge. And I went and read the fine print and it turned out with the Best Buy card, they didn't charge you interest at the end of the month on any outstanding balances. No, they charged you from the day of purchase. So from the day of purchasing, whatever it was that he had his, his tech item to the day I paid, even if that was a week or only two weeks, it was actually incurring interest charges, which you can imagine did not make me very happy. I don't know when Best Buy changed their rules, but it was a big lesson to me to be paying attention to this. So check your credit cards. 
And very frequently what I do in my own household, if I'm out making big purchases on these cards, I literally go home and pay that credit card that day. I transfer the money over. I'm currently using an Amazon card for those points. And I transfer that money out of my checking account, then it's gone. I don't want to be tempted to spend it on something else. And I want to make sure I'm not incurring any other expenses. Now, if you're the kind of doctor who has trouble remembering to pay these bills, I would suggest a system to set it up on an automatic payment schedule. So let's just assume that your monthly payments on a particular credit card are between 1,000 and maybe 1,500 a month. Some months lower, some months higher. What you might wanna do if you're the forgetful type is to automatically set up a draft of $1,000 per month from your checking account. That way, at least you're getting the bare minimum paid and there's something that's going towards the largest part of your charges. And then whatever that difference is that month, if it's 200 or 500 or whatever it is, then when you get your statement, then make a point right then and there just to pay the difference. And that way you'll know that something's going on to this card every month for sure without fail. All right, tip, tip number three, build credit with a secured card. So if you're having trouble getting a credit card, you might want to consider a secured credit card or a debit card. So a secured card require deposit up front so that you're only using the funds that you've actually already deposited. So I can't think of a single doctor recently that I've had that's gone through bankruptcy, but once you've gone through bankruptcy, you can't uh, easily get credit cards usually. So what I had clients do many, many years in the past then was to go to their bank, put 500, $1,000, maybe even more on a debit card. It looks like a regular credit card and you can use this. So work with your bank to get this prepaid card. And as I said, it's a debit card. It's only using funds that are already in place. So you're not actually incurring any new charges. Now, tip number four, avoid bad credit behavior. Yes, I've had a doctor or two who were getting low credit scores because they somehow missed a payment. Maybe they weren't careful with their mail, uh, maybe it got missed in the move or what have you, and they either missed a payment or they had some late payments. Or maybe they were maxing out their credit cards. They were putting in the, uh, the maximum they could on every card or carrying very, very high balances. So those are all things that we want to avoid whenever possible. So as I mentioned before, I recommend never carrying a, a balance on a credit card. But I do know that that's not always possible, particularly with residents and fellows, because I know how strapped you are. But when you do have these credit cards, do everything you can to keep the balance under 75% of your available credit. So don't max the cards out. If you have to carry that balance over that month, just try to keep it under 75% of the available credit. Because once again, you're gonna get docked on your score if your debt to credit ratio is too high. Tip number five. Keep good credit accounts open. Now, credit scores, remember one of the things they look at is how long you've worked with a particular lender and what is your history with that particular lender. So here, the longer, the better. So if you have a card with good credit history, even if you're not using it, I would keep it open because once again, this is gonna to add to your total available credit and that's gonna reduce the overall percentage that you are actually using on your cards because this gives you a higher credit level. So once again, don't cancel it. And part of what's happening here is this allows you to have a higher overall credit limit and it's gonna 
decrease the percentage of your actual debt. So it's going to make your debt to credit availability look much better. All right, tip number six, watch out for the number of cards. Well, you want to keep good cards open. You don't want to have too many cards. Now, the right number is going to vary depending upon which expert you talk to. Something four to five per household is a good number. And I would also avoid switching cards too often. Very often when we have a doctor who has high credit card debt and is having trouble paying it off, we will recommend switching to a 0% APR. Now, this can be great for the doctor who is committed to paying that balance off, but it doesn't work out well for the doctor who's going to move it to a 0% card and then a year or two later move it to another 0% card and then a year or two later to another. So the switching can actually be helpful if you've got credit card debt and on a plan to get out of debt. However, moving the cards too frequently to a 0% balance can actually hurt your score. So keep that in mind. Tip number seven, be sure to report errors. I find these errors in credit report are very, very common, but they can be disputed by contacting the credit bureau that actually showing the error. Or as we mentioned earlier, you can actually work with companies that help you get your credit report cleaned up. Now, each bureau has an online form for reporting and tracking these disputes. And the bureaus have 30 days from receiving your dispute to examine the claim. And you can find the dispute forms on any of the websites. That could be Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. Now, in conclusion, credit scores can be hard to maintain for doctors who are going through training. In fact, we expect that your credit scores are likely to be much lower during this time period. But they can also be essential in getting that home or that car you've been dreaming of. Now, this is one of the reasons that we almost always recommend that doctors use a doctor loan with a bank when they're considering financing that new home. And the reason is with most doctor loans, they don't actually really consider your credit score at all. In fact, unless it's really in the tank, they won't impact you when it comes to getting a doctor loan for a home purchase. One of the things that the banks are likely to do is disallow any of your student debt. So your overall debt to um, investments is going to look better and your debt to earnings is going to look better if they magically remove, at least for their accounting purposes, your student loan debt. And this is something that the doctor loans do very, very frequently. And the reason they do this is they know statistically doctors are highly unlikely to default on their loans and they really want you as borrowers. So keep in mind, although it's a very, very good thing to have a great credit score, it's really only comes into play when you're buying a new house, a new car, or some other big ticket item that you have to finance. So I have had some doctors who are quite worried about their credit score, but they weren't planning to buy a new house for a couple of years. They were gonna keep your car for another four or five years. Uh, they weren't gonna be renting an apartment. There really was nothing going on that needed a really high credit score. And they could use those two or three or four years to build up that credit score. So when they were ready to move ahead with that new car or that new home, their credit score was gonna be in great shape by then. So if you're not planning to buy a new car or a new house anytime in the near future, this is great. This is a time for us to get your credit score in as good a shape as possible. 
So just think today about how we can build, repair, monitor, and maintain that great credit score, because there's going to be a time in the future when it's going to be very, very helpful to you. All right. Thank you for joining us today. Remember to follow us on social media. I hope you found this helpful. And if you did, please forward it on to your colleagues. Now, you know that I am all about helping doctors have a sense of peace about their financial future. So if there's anything you want us to talk about in a future podcast, any topics out there, please let us know. We'd be happy to cover them. And finally, you can reach out to us directly for a second opinion on your own financial health by emailing us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. So please stay healthy and prosper.